Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you once again, Graham, and with me, the phenomenal, the fabulous, and the fantastic co-host of mine. Her name is... Jocelyn! Hello, Jocelyn. How we doing? I'm doing all right, Graham. How you doing? We're doing fine. We're doing fine as usual. So, what do you have going on this week? I and, don't. Anything look, interesting? Anything interesting? No, really, honestly, nothing interesting. Nothing. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. What is wrong with <laughs> you? What do you mean? How much time? How much time do you have? Uh, yeah, I have a couple of minutes. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so today is another episode. Once again, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, friends of ours, for sticking with us. We have we have seen the progress. We have seen day after day how many more people we have listening to our our show, downloading our podcast, and also connecting with us online on uh, the Facebook on the Twitter and the IG. Yes. Yes. So we are incredibly appreciative of that. And um, we hope you continue coming. Because today we do have a doozy for you. Is that is that a good thing, a doozy? I don't know. I think a doozy can go either way. A doozy can be a good thing. A doozy can be a bad thing. It's it's, it's depending on context. Okay, so now you completely crushed my the, my moral in terms of the doozy because I don't know what <laughs> what what leg to stand on right now. <laughs> All right, so Jocelyn, we have a special show because our main purpose, the whole idea of doing this show, is precisely because we want to tell people about those exciting but overlooked series that we've been streaming that we know about that we have come to love but not many people know about them yeah. so today we have compiled each of us have a list and we're gonna go over that list you know you might get a bit competitive you know but like <laughs> at the end of the day all we want is for you to know those are the shows you should put on your playlist and start yes. watching Yes. So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead. All right. So, starting with me, cha 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 cha. So, I've I've compiled about fifteen series, documentaries, shows, and movies, if you will. And my number fifteen is actually a comedic one. It's one of my favorite shows. It's originally on Comedy Central. But you can binge watch the entire thing, at least all the uh, older episodes. I think it's been on for about four or five seasons now. It's called Drunk History. And you haven't laughed out loud if you haven't seen Drunk History. It is hilarious. You have to see. If if, if you haven't stumbled upon this show, 
uh, drunk history, you do have to watch it. Uh, there was a particular episode that I loved, and it was about Harriet Tubman. <laughs> so, but the dialogue of this thing could literally have you throw yourself on the ground and laugh like a maniac. So, <laughs> one of my favorite shows out there, Drunk History, you can find it on Hulu. Uh, my number 15. Joseph. And it sounds like it sounds like something that you could jump in anytime. Like you don't need to start at the beginning. You could see, for instance, if you saw Harriet Tubman or George Washington crossing the river, it sounds like you could just jump in. You don't need to start at the beginning. Exactly, exactly. That's the kind of show it is, and and that's one of my favorite things. Like you don't necessarily have to go and watch all four of, or five seasons. Although, if you have some time in your head. <laughs> by all means right there you go there you go all right so so if i'm going next uh my my pick off of my list is going to be a, a series called hap and leonard and it's available on netflix and i think it might be available through uh sundance if you if you have that as well but hap and leonard is a series short series First started in, I believe, 2016 was when it first came out. It stars James Purefoy and Michael Kenneth Williams. And it is a crime drama slash mystery slash dark comedy series. It's set in the 80s. It's extremely amusing if you like dark comedy. It can be incredibly violent, so if you enjoy violence, you got that too. But uh, for me, the main theme of it is friendship, which is pretty cool because uh, you've got Hap and Leonard, who have been best friends since they were little guys, and they, on the surface, are absolutely nothing alike. But, you know, don't judge a book by its cover for that sort of thing. So uh, best friends and the the, the hijinks that they get up to. So it's, it's happened, Leonard, and currently you can get the first two seasons of it on Netflix. There is a third season, but it's not available on Netflix yet, but I think you can get it through the Sundance app if you have that. Happen, Leonard. Uh, so let's go back on the actors because uh, James Purefoy was the dude that played this really bad, bad, bad sort of like manipulator, criminal killer on The Following. Well, do you remember that show? I the do Following with, with Bacon, with Kevin Bacon. I do. And James, James Purefoy was excellent on that show. So. That that tells you the kind of actor we're talking about here. And who was the other one? The other one is Michael Kenneth Williams, who, uh, of the two of them, I, together, of course, they're great. Their chemistry is great in the show. Um, he is, he's, to me, his part is... He's phenomenal in, in, the, in the part. He's just, he's just great. Uh, he was in The Wire. He was also in Boardwalk Empire with... with um, What's his name? It was an HBO show. Boardwalk Empire was that the gentleman that got got a uh, got what is the word knocked out of uh, <laughs> of good out of the good graces of Hollywood? Can, um, oh Lord, what's the man's name? Graham, we're old. Yeah, Steve Buscemi was actually the the guy that I was trying to to remember. Steve Buscemi was the main character, played the main character in the show. Nokia Thompson was the character, and. Yeah, Michael Kenneth William was was in that show too, and he was fantastic. So, but he's obviously very well known for The Wire. He was a badass in The Wire too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Yeah. So, gonna... so definitely a good show, and I personally am going to start watching it because you got me interested now. I'm highly, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And so, moving on then to my number fourteen. This show, this is actually a little documentary. I think it's about forty minutes long, right? And I don't know. People tend to get judgy about these kind of things, but for me, it was a very light-hearted, uh, beautiful, you know, documentary about about a craft that you know a lot of people should 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 find out about. And it's uh, the story of bourbon. It's called. If you enjoy a good ass bourbon like I do, <laughs> you will like this. You know, it's 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 a fantastic thing to know the dedication that goes into creating the right bourbon and how it came about. So so I loved it, loved it, loved it. And if I had to grade, I would actually grade it out of five star. Tell you the truth. It's and then that's the show that gets you interested in possibly making bourbon, correct? Yes, yes. Um, after seeing that show, I actually thought about it. But again, I believe in the state of North Carolina, it is a sin <laughs> to make to make bourbon. You can make any craft beer you want, but you cannot make, you know, hard liquor. You can't make the devil's liquor. No homemade. Yeah. No. So, but just just if y'all listening to me, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start any he, of that. He's so. never made liquor. He was just interested in it. That's all. When once he discovered it was illegal, he backed out of that very quickly. Yes, yes. Don't be coming yes. for me. Don't be yes, acting no. me. Okay. <laughs> it's fine, North Carolina. Calm down. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, what do you have for me? Well, you went with documentary, so I'm going to go with documentary because I have one on my list, and um, this one's a very long title and sounds like it should be dry and dull as dirt. But it actually isn't, in my opinion. Um, it's called Satan Came to Eden, a survivor's account of the Galapagos Affair. And it is about back back in the 30s. Um, it became the thing to do for people who were unhappy, dissatisfied, did not feel that the world was going the way the world should be going, or in Germany specifically, to move to the Galapagos Islands oh, um, wow. of, all, of all places. So there was settlers that moved to the Galapagos, and there are still German settlements in the Galapagos Islands today. This story is about one particular family that moved there and everything that happened to them as the as time went on as they were there. And it's it's completely fascinating the high ideals that they had when they first moved there. <laughs> there is a faux baroness who moves to the island mm -hmm. and tries tries to take over and become the Baroness of the Island. Uh, there is a movie that is shot on the island. A Hollywood producer comes there and shoots a, 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 a like a, a four-minute pirate movie, um, star, star, starring this Baroness. And it's just—it's a fascinating little documentary because it's not anything I ever knew about history. Stumbled across it um, and got sucked into it and just found the whole thing completely fascinating. And the, the, the movie, they actually show the little four minute movie that stars this faux Baroness. And to me, it's fascinating how modern 
she looks like I was watching it and I'm like, this is a, like a, a, a remake of this movie. Like they couldn't find <laughs> it or it was, you know, it was destroyed or something like that, but it's not, it's from today. And this, the look on her face and her mannerisms and the way she carries herself, it's, she would be at home today as she was, you know, back in the twenties the and the thirties when this happened. So um, I do recommend it. It's called Satan came to Eden. You can get it on Amazon prime. All right. So one more for the list. So I'm discovering a lot of good shows with you um, because I actually thought that our list were going to be slightly similar. But again, you know, now I'm starting to feel like a certain kind of way. man. (laughs) (laughs) That is a saying that I never heard until I moved here. Feeling (laughs) a certain kind of way. And and I was like, I, I... I, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I think it's bad. It's bad, isn't it? It can be. It can be. It's 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 sort of like a bless your heart kind of thing, right? Oh, Lord, bless <laughs> my heart. Bless your heart. Do I need to just go to bed now? <laughs> All right, well... <laughs> No, nah, nah, he's not nah. answering me, folks. Do you nah. notice that he's not answering me? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to bless your heart like that. <laughs> so my next show is actually one that, for some reason, it never became trendy, but it should have been a trendy show because I know that America bears an incredible fascination for the royal family. And this show is called The Crown on Netflix. And it starred the fantabulous Claire Foy and playing a younger, a younger Queen Elizabeth. And wow, she was fantastic. Wow, she was marvelous. Wow, she was absolutely brilliant. And of course, there is this young lady that plays Princess Margaret also that steals every scene in the show. And I think it's been two seasons. The third season is coming soon. And guess who now is replacing Claire Foy? Because now, obviously, the Queen is aging. Who do you think think is replacing the fantastic Claire Foy? I think I heard something about this. So I I think I might be right in saying, is it my beloved Olivia Coleman? That is exactly right. And I cannot (laughs) wait to see this incredible like i don't, I don't know yeah, this woman should literally be in everything she should she really should <laughs> she should i mean honestly i would watch it so her as the terminator yep absolutely sure line me up i'm ready yes yes <laughs> so the crown uh third season is coming i also have to give a big shout out to matt smith that played prince philip and Boy, he does he look like a young Prince Philip. <laughs> I was gonna say if this was the one that he was in, because it's a it's a Doctor Doctor Who. Yes, eleven. Yes, he he's he's the Doctor Who that came right after David Tennant. Don't make me geek out like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show. Yes, but uh, yeah, Matt Smith is Prince Philip in 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 this series, and and he's also absolutely fantastic. But I have a surprise for you. If you haven't seen The Crown, okay? The surprise character in this show, guess who? I don't know because I haven't seen it. It is is playing Winston Churchill. Mm -hmm. 
an American actor. Well, actually, there were two American actors there that did some appearances. But John Lithgow plays Winston Churchill. That's an interesting casting choice. And by the way, on the, it was that was the first season and part of the second season. Do you know that he actually got nominated for Golden Globe for Best Reporting Actor for for that wow. role? Wow! It, the British accent was incredible. But the British Winston Churchill accent was absolutely fantastic, and you know the entire thing was it was it was he was inspired. He was he was I mean he wanted to nail this character. He did a fantastic job of that. And the second American actor that did play a role, but he did play a role of an American. He played John F. Kennedy, visiting. England and meeting the Queen for the first time, and it was Michael C. Hall. Interesting. Also known as Dexter. Yes. Yes. Uh, he did a speech, John F. Kennedy's, well, it was actually not necessarily a speech, but rather a toast. And he nailed, nailed the John F. Kennedy accent. The yeah, because the, the the Kennedy accent is like its own thing. It's right. not. It's not American. I mean, it is American, but it's not. It's Kennedy. It's. It's. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that it's a Boston Kennedy. accent because that's no. not how everyday Bostonians speak. No, it's not New England. It's not. It's just Kennedy. Yeah, it is. It is definitely <laughs> that. And so Michael C. Hall, by the way, a dude from Raleigh, North Carolina, nailed nailed it. Nailed it. And it, it was just too. In a, two appearances in in two episodes, two consecutive episodes, it was fantastic. So I I highly recommend it. And again, I for the life of me, I don't know why this show is no more, more popular. It's been on my radar, but it's one I've not watched. It's one of those that I'm like, ah, I need to watch that, and it just hasn't happened yet. So so see, we're 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 putting things on each other's playlists. Yes, as well as hopefully the, our fine folks who are listening. Get on that. All right, so you went British. I'm gonna go British. Um, <laughs> this in in, in similar uh, time frame, I believe. This is a, a movie, little movie. Uh, it's called The Scapegoat, and it was made in 2012. Uh, there was actually, I believe, another version of it that was made sometime in the 50s, but the one that I'm talking about in particular is 2012. ITV, I think, broadcast it. Uh, originally. It's now available on Amazon. It is an adaptation of uh, a novel from one of my favorite novelists, which is Daphne du Maurier. And uh, so it's called The Scapegoat. And it is about a man who runs into a lookalike in a British pub. And essentially a kind of a changeling type story, a, a switch, let's switch our lives and see what happens, a Freaky Friday type situation. Really? But, um, yeah, but not in a, uh, <laughs> not in a child friendly manner. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot of intrigue. There's, it's, it's suspenseful. Um, and it's, it's, well, it's Daphne du Maurier. So there's always going to be a little bit of, of, can we say the F word? Can I say fuckery? Fuckery. Yes, of course. Yes. Okay. All right. So there's, there's a little bit of fuckery that goes on because it's, <laughs> it's her. But, um, 
I thoroughly enjoyed it when I watched it. It's a fun little movie. It's it's set in the 50s, so you've got, you know, the, the gorgeous, because nobody does the 50s like the British do for some reason. They, they've got the 40s and the 50s nailed when it comes to set pieces and and costumes and set design. And So anyway, so you've got all those gorgeous things to look at, and then this just dirty little movie in the middle of it that's a lot of fun to watch i love yeah. those time capsule uh, movies and, and shows and this is one of the reasons why i was a big fan of Mad Men because i think of all the of all the time period shows that have been made in america uh, Mad Men kind of nailed every epoch uh, yeah, they 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 set the bar so high for everybody else. <laughs> they knocked that out of the park. <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh, speaking of which, uh, do do they is there actually some kind of a uh, speech a uh, coach for those errors? Like, because it's amazing to me. You would not believe it that you know, in a matter of twenty years, how much the lingo changes. It, perhaps living in our time we don't realize it and people you know in the future will will think that you know the way we talk today is slightly ridiculous the same way that we th we think of the people living that lived in the 20s and the 30s <laughs> right 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 and that's that's a good question you know I, there has to be i mean i know that there are there are uh speech coaches for accents and, and things of that nature but like nailing your characters that lived in the 1920s that's gotta be those kind of there's gotta be somebody out there that does that but uh yeah. if if you guys know just tweet us let us know we would like yeah. to know yeah there's probably a youtube channel or something with somebody actually doing it i don't know but can you believe it? That's uh, that's my uh, Ariana Huffington. Can you be? Could you believe it? <laughs> I don't know if I'm if I'm nailing it or not. <laughs> All right. So my turn, my turn, my turn, next. my turn, my, my turn. So the next uh, show that I would like to put on your list, ladies and gentlemen, is a. Very, very, it's only two seasons so far, and I'm not entirely sure that there's going to be a third season. The reason I say that is because uh, it is based on the events prior to, leading to, and right in the aftermath of 9-11. And this show is called The Looming Tower. And it is based on a book written by a former FBI agent called Ali Sufan, Ali Sufan or Ali Sufyan. The fact of the matter is, at the time, he was in the FBI when basically the United States had a very hot trail on Bin Laden. And he writes about how we didn't, basically, we didn't catch Bin Laden because the CIA and the FBI could not get their ish together and collaborate. <laughs> and because of that, because of this quarreling, because of this childish, competitive nature of the FBI and the CIA and some other intelligence agents, you know, basically 9-11 happened because of that. And, but I mean, obviously there's 
quite a bit more nuanced than that. I'm not saying that, you know, that's in a nutshell. You know. That was the show, folks. You don't need to watch it. <laughs> uh, that's, you know, it, it would be wrong for me to say that. But the fact of the matter is you have to probably should read the book. It's called The Looming Tower. And, and if not, you should. You can also watch the show. Jeff Bridges plays a very interesting protagonist character in there. And the kid that plays Ali Sufan is a great actor. It's a great, 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 great little show. Only two seasons. Uh, obviously, it gets sad towards the end of the second season because you get to see what happens, right? But nonetheless, although it is recent history, it is definitely something that we should all go back and see the background of it so that we know what happened because most of us we still have questions right yeah yeah and hopefully with an eye to uh not repeating Definitely. any of that stuff that went on the stuff that went on the, the stuff the bad stuff i, I like the way you, you put it it's it, i i couldn't have said it better myself i'm so eloquent you know it's, uh, it's just it's shocking oh, go ahead <laughs> madam jocelyn <laughs> Well, we'll go from bad things to other bad things. Um, oh, boy. I, I, <laughs> I have, um, well, it, it, it actually ties in a little bit to what you were talking about, what we were speaking of with speaking in the, 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 parlay, of the, the, the parlay of the time, the accent of the time, the way people spoke, because um, I, this was something that stood out to me when I, when I watched this. It's Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy Tapes. Oh, wow. Um, it, I'm not sure that this is anything that isn't on somebody's radar at the moment, because I know there's a, a movie coming out starring Zac Efron, but this is actual tapes, um, audio tapes that were made in 86, I believe, with Ted Bundy. And um, it's him talking to a journalist. And it's a documentary that is so beautifully edited and so watchable and so i don't know how to describe it other than perfectly edited um it makes you you never lose interest it doesn't glamorize a serial killer by any means um it's just the story of ted bundy and how scared the country was how scared the states were how poor communication was in between law enforcement at the time. I'm not sure that it's improved all that much, honestly. Right. Um, and the fact that he was, uh, uh, he was before he was ever caught, before he, they ever knew what a serial killer even was, because the term wasn't used back, back in, in when he was first killing people. He was on some panels that discussed women's safety. He was <laughs> Holy shite. Yes, he no. he was he was involved in in some of that in trying to oh help law enforcement keep women safe. Um, and he was the one who was killing them. The author Anne Rule, who is died a few years ago, but she was very well known for her books about true crime. She actually worked with him on one of those uh, panels. Oh and my goodness. She was, she wrote a book about her experience with him. It was called The Killer Beside Me, I believe, um, because she, she had no idea. She had absolutely no idea. She thought he was a wonderful, normal, sweet man, which most people did. 
Um, so this is, this is about, I believe it's four episodes. Um, it's not a huge amount of time that she would be, you know, putting into it, but they're just, it's, it's very good in listening, being able to actually listen to him on the tapes is fascinating. And then going back to the way, cause this is the, the, the it's recorded in the eighties, but you know, he grew up in the sixties and the seventies in Washington state. And they have a lot of interviews, a lot of footage from the 60s and the 70s when all of this was happening before that anybody knew who Ted Bundy was. It's, it, it was interesting to me listening to the accents and the way people spoke and how articulate they were and how uh, genteel and, you know, the very careful way and manner which everyone spoke. So I kind of thought that tied back into what we talked about That is about true. Earlier. That is true. There is a lot of, there's, there's definitely a, a gentle way of people even if they were insulting you back then, you probably would have taken it, you know, with a grain of salt. Like, I'm not sure if I should slap you or just like, you know, shake your hand and move on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. My turn. <laughs> and I think we got a bit grim with uh, the last two shows or series that documentaries that we've talked about. So let I'm me. I'm starting to write about our mental health. <laughs> so here's what I can tell you about the next show. If you are easily offended by curse words or by, you know, profanity, then you might not want to watch this. But now here's the thing though. These are this show is actually funny. Like it's not a question of you know, using curse word because is it's just how funny the show is. And without those words, actually, the show kind of loses a lot of, of its grit because what leads these people to to shout so many bad words is the circumstances in which they find themselves, right? Okay. And I'm talking about this very good little show called Catastrophe. Catastrophe, I believe it's about four seasons now, but because it's a British show, each season has about four or six episodes, and they're no more than, obviously, 35 minutes. And it is basically the story of an American who travels to business to England, meets a girl who lives in London, but she's actually from Ireland, and they had a one-night stand, blah, 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 crazy thing, boom. He comes back to the United States, and turns out that she got pregnant and dude decided i didn't have a father in my life so i'm not gonna let my kid ha um, be fatherless if you want to try this let's get married and hilarity ensues from there <laughs> moving on <laughs> is that um rob delaney is that rob delaney that? yes okay okay i was following him on twitter for many, many years ago when I first joined Twitter and first started following him and he has always been hilarious. So I know if he has anything to do with it, oh, it's yes. going to be good. He is. <laughs> so this one, so they have, a, they, they got a second child and it was a little girl, right? Mm -hmm. And the wife, Sharon, decides to give her one of those very, very typical Irish names, Celtic name, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's his child he has difficulty saying the name. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the entire time he's referring to the to the little girl as the baby. And 
the wife kind of caught on to that. Like, well, why can't you ever say her name? Why why do you never mention her name? Uh, he's like, of course I can. She's my daughter. I can say Moering. So you it is like one of the funniest bits of that show because like I mean he got caught obviously trying to avoid saying the name of his daughter and now his Irish wife is getting offended because man you should know this <laughs> you know oh it is fantastic so yeah you should uh, you should definitely watch that. um it's catastrophe catastrophe all right good to know yeah is it my turn I think so so I'm gonna go to uh I'm gonna go to vampires. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to What We Do in the Shadows is available on Amazon, I believe. Yes, Amazon. And I'm referring to the twenty fourteen movie called What We Do in the Shadows. Uh there is actually going to be a series coming out based on this movie that I think is gonna be coming out later on this month or next month. Um, but so this is a, this is a mockumentary and it is a horror comedy film about vampires and it is one of the funniest things I have seen in a very long time. Um, it was directed and produced by, I cannot pronounce his first name. I'm going to do my best with his last name. Speaking of not being able to pronounce names, but, um, Watiti. Uh, the gentleman who was behind Thor Ragnarok, and he's been Hunt for the Wilder People. Uh, he was he did Boy, the movie Boy. So um, very talented director, very talented producer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Jemaine Clement is also in it, and uh, he just makes me laugh by existing. So Flight uh, of the Concords, I think, is what he's most known for. But this is a mockumentary. It follows essentially a house full of vampires, uh, I think maybe for a week. And all of the quite hilarious things that happen to them in trying to deal with 21st century life. And, um, you know, how they're the, the whole problem of getting food because these aren't sparkly vampires. <laughs> these are. Oh boy. These are these are old school vampires. These are the ones that don't show up in mirrors and can fly and turn into bats and all kinds of fun things like that. So I mean, it gets good. But um one of my one of the scenes in the movie that made me laugh the hardest was because this is a mockumentary, so they have one of the vampires in the you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the 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 interviewer asked the vampire, you know, what is it? with you and virgins why is it that you always want virgin blood i don't understand what the big deal is with virgins you know why can't you just have any kind of blood and the vampire's like well let me see if i can explain this to you you like sandwiches right you 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 enjoy a sandwich right guy's like well yeah of course and he's like well wouldn't you enjoy a sandwich more if you were confident in the fact that no one had fucked it first (laughs) (laughs) so that just gives you a little taste of 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 this movie so don't watch it with the kids but it's (laughs) that is (laughs) i love that (laughs) you know you're that's an analogy that could 
apply in a lot of things in life. So it really could. I might it come really up with that. You know. <laughs> oh God, help me. <laughs> so it's what we do in the shadows it's on amazon there is a series coming out and the series actually looks like it's going to be great because i think a lot of the same folks are attached to it but um if you want to get ahead of the series and you want to watch what inspired it it's a little movie 2014 it's available on amazon fantastical we are going to leave it for another show we are going to do another show for you about this so thank you very much for being with us and uh hopefully you will be listening for the second show. This show is going to be divided in two and uh, we're going to go through these together again. Thank you for me and for my fantastic co-host, Miss Jocelyn. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to us. Hopefully you uh, found a few gems in there and let us know what you think. If there's something in there that you hadn't watched before and you watched it and you said, oh, that was great or that was crap. What were y'all thinking about? Absolutely. So, it's Chow Chow from here. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and also on YouTube. And on our page. Actually, the page is actually very easy to, to, to go through. It is Kicking and streaming dot buzzsprout dot com. Is that not easy, Justin? That's very easy. That's very very easy. If you can subscribe to, if you can, if you can make a playlist and figure out how to stream, then you can figure out how to get to our website. You can do it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. 